Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Barber Zone Blog Talk Radio Show. Enter the Barber Zone with your host, your man, Chavez Moment, coming live from the Barber Zone Barber Studio here at 2505 Parsons Avenue, right here on the south side of Columbus. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the show. We got a nice show for you today. Um, nice little topic going on. Is there a perfect haircut? You're going to think about that for a second. Is there a perfect haircut? We're also going to have a special guest on the show today, Mr. Ivan Zut, Clipper guy. Seen him on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all over the Internet from the Andis Company. He's going to join the show. Um, let us know what he's got going on with Andis and the uh, Barber game about the show that's coming up. And also his opinion on if there's a perfect haircut or not. You know, this guy owns uh, world records and all of that, so we're going to get it straight from the Clipper guy. But um, first of all, thank you for tuning in to the show. You know, this is the way we start off the whole Barber Week here at the Barber Zone. Nice topic. You know, some dialogue back and forth. Uh, get the events out of there, any vendors or any products coming out. That's where we do it. We do it right here on the show. You know, so feel free to call in. Your expressions, if you're on the Internet, you can check us out at www.barberzone.org. Hit listen live. You can get right onto the show. You can call in. You can listen. Um, express your opinion. Or if you you know if you on your cell phone, you can call in the three four seven six three seven three eight five zero. Join in either way for the fun. You know we're here every week, two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know we usually have some special shows here and there. We go on a different show, different uh, events, whatever it may be. But it's right here, Blog Talk Radio, the Barber Zone Blog Talk Radio Show into the barber zone. You know, this is where we do it. Um, first of all, I want to apologize for last week. Um, I wasn't near a computer, so I, I, I couldn't do the show at the regular time at 2 p.m. So we had, uh, had it at 6, 6 p.m. show still went over well. I got to say, y'all, it's a lot of love out there, man. I didn't, I didn't know how many people was really listening and appreciating the show the, the way they do. I got a lot of texts, a lot of emails and calls. So I'm like, hey, what's going on with the show, you know, during that 2 p.m. hour? So, y'all, thank y'all for the love. Y'all keep me moving, keep me doing this show. Um, call, calling in from the 614, I see you. I'm going to get to you in a minute. You know, we've got to go through the little particulars of the show first. Um, first of all, we've got to take that time out, man, to get our thanks to the man upstairs. Y'all know how we do it on the show. You got to get our thanks upstairs, man, because y'all know we're not down here doing this by ourselves. So, uh, first of all, let's just take that time and say thank you, Father, for another day, for another opportunity. Father, I just thank you for touching my life, that I may use this show as a vehicle of upliftment in other people's lives, that I may be able to shed a little light where there's some darkness in someone's life, may they be a barber, stylist, they may not even be in our business. But through this show, let this be a vehicle 
of upliftment. Father, I just ask you just to bless us that we are able to recognize that these gifts that you've given us are to be used in a positive way, that these gifts that you've given us, that we do not try to use them in other ways that does not glorify you. But, Father, as we walk through this through these days, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you've allowed me to do, the things that you're doing in our lives, the things that you're doing in our listeners' lives. We never know that the problems we're going through may be the same thing somebody else is going through. So just thank you for your grace and your mercy, and keep us uplifted that we may, we may do your job of better in this world and leaving a better mark than what it was when we came in. So, Father, all these blessings we ask in your son Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get it on to the show. You know, i got to give a shout-out to a few of the contributors to the, to the Barber Zone Blog Talk Radio Show. We've got, you know, we've got the Anders Clipper Company. And when I say contributors, that doesn't mean that they're not, you know, they're not sponsors. They're not, you know, really putting any monetary things to the show. But these are the people that show a lot of love to the Barber Zone. So we got the Anders Clipper Company. You know, we got the Tondale Razor people. You know, exotic products. We got the Cloaker K people. You know, everybody out there who contributed to the show, I just want to say thank you because you keep me moving. You keep me inspired. So, you know, we got a few people here on the line. It's going to be a hot show today. So let's get right into it. We got our first caller calling from the 614 area. Let's see who we have on the line. Thank you for calling the Barbers on. Who's this we got on the line with us today? Hello. Hello? Thanks for calling the Barbers on. Who's this we got on the line with us? Oh, this is Myra, man, from, uh, from First Impressions. Hey, what's going on, good brother? Good patient for calling into the show. You hear what the topic was today? Yeah. What you feel about that, good brother? You're on the show now, man. I, I told you I got a talk show. You ain't believe me. So now you're on here. You're on here now. Uh, I mean, let the people know who. Let the people know who you are, man. Let them know, first of all, let them know who you are, where you work at, how to get in contact with you, then give us a, 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 a brief one on what you feel about a perfect haircut. We got a lot of people moving, so let the world know who you are, good brother. Okay, man. Uh, no, nah, this is just your boy Myron from First Impressions over on Livingston and uh, Livingston and Nelson. Uh, you can you can call my cell phone. You know that's how I do the business. It's six one four three seven seven twenty one zero seven. If you're trying to get a haircut, but uh, okay. I heard you. You know about the is there such thing as a perfect haircut? To me, I don't really believe so because everybody has a different eye and everybody don't see the same thing and uh like okay. you may think that your haircut is good and you know what i'm saying perfect but somebody else that's been in the game longer and has a different eye to you may see something that you don't necessarily see it's always going to be somebody that's going to be able to pick your haircut apart so to me nah i don't think that okay. this is, i don't think it's a uh, such thing as a perfect haircut Okay, okay. Hey, well, that's your opinion, bro. Hey, but, hey, stay on the line with us a little bit. You know, we're going to have some other people come on the line with their views. We're going to go back and forth a little bit on what is a perfect haircut. But when we first think about what is a perfect haircut, the the thing you have to think about, who is the person that's answering that question? Is it the client or is it the barber? 
when that client comes in your chair and they say they want a haircut, they're looking for a particular look. Right. Now, if you perform that, if you perform that haircut the way your client wants to and he's satisfied to him, that's a perfect haircut. That may not be the style that you wanted to give that, that client, but when they sit in your chair and they're the reason we're in this business, we can't, we can't look at our eyes and say that's not a perfect haircut. Your job is to execute the haircut that they ask you for to the best of your ability. So when people say, is that a perfect haircut, is that a perfect afro, is that a perfect fit? One thing you got to look at, who's answering that question. Also, there's not a perfect head. So it's kind of hard. So we're going we to get into some other people here. You know, it looked like we, we got Mr. Ivan Zoo on hold. I see you, Ivan. I'll be to you in about 10 seconds. So we're going to get a, a viewpoint from, from a guy who's been in this business for numerous years. He's got records for cutting haircuts, you know, fastest haircut. He's got a record for the most haircuts. And, I believe a 24-hour period goes around the country educating barbers and stylists on haircutting techniques, haircutting style, new clippers, new products, everything. So we're going to see what Mr. Ivan Zitt has to say on this topic here today. Mr. Ivan Zitt, are you here in the Barber Zone West today, sir? Yes, I am here. Good morning, my friend. Yes, good morning to you. Good morning, and, and, and welcome to the Barber Zone. I know it's been, uh, we, we've had a few times we tried to get you on the, on the show. You know, we know you got that crazy busy, busy schedule. So first of all, I want to say thank you for me and the Barber Zone on taking your time out and being on this show. And yeah, also, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and I also, say, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you from the Barber Game for the way that you're reaching back and ensuring that barbers have quality products and quality education so we can produce these perfect quality haircuts. So thank you for your efforts and to improving this barber game. And I, yeah, just, I, I thank you that from the bottom of my heart, man, because since I met you, it's been nothing but love. So continue thank what you. you're doing, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's uh. It's an honor to be invited to uh, join a program and participate with, with barbers and, and people who take this game passionately and seriously and, and put a whole lot of heart and energy into it every single day. Um, you know, these are the kind of things I like to do to get out there and, and talk to and interact with the professionals in our industry. Uh, that's how we make better tools. That's how we uh, build and support the business. And, and I love this subject. I think it's great that uh, the subject is, is there such a thing? as a perfect haircut, and, and what I'm going to do here is, is I'm going to go political on you, and what I mean by that is I'm going to tell you that the answer to that question, I believe, the question, is there such a thing as a perfect haircut, my answer is yes, no, and maybe, and uh, <laughs> I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, let's start out with yes, and I think the answer is, is there such a thing as a perfect haircut, and you touched on this a minute ago when you asked the question of, in whose eyes? The answer is, it, is not a technical, but a, a business answer. The answer to the question, is there a perfect haircut? The business answer is yes, absolutely. A perfect haircut is defined. The definition of a perfect haircut is, a perfect haircut is any haircut 
any haircut that you cut for a client that results in the client coming back and buying another haircut from you instead of buying a haircut from somebody else. Now, that's a business definition because it's about what is the purpose of a haircut. It's what is the purpose of a haircut. When we talk about that, what I mean is, why are you cutting this guy's hair? He walked in the shop, he sat down in the chair. In the barber industry, there is an unwritten contract. When a guy, very few of us put the money up front. Almost all of us cut the hair, and we get paid when we're done. But when this guy lands yeah. with, with his backside in our chair, there's an unwritten and unspoken agreement or contract. And the contract is, the barber will cut my hair, and I will pay him. We don't talk about it. It's just assumed. Yeah. You know, you, I, very few of us, I think, have ever said to a client, "Yo, buddy, before I cut your hair, show me the money. I just want to make sure you got the cash on you today." We don't do that. It's a trust factor. Now we sure so as a result, yeah, as a result, exactly. what we can say is today's haircut, the haircut I'm doing right now, is over before I started because he's already agreed to pay for it. He's already agreed to leave with it. This purchase is finished. So, from a business perspective. The real purpose of me cutting his hair today is to earn the right to cut his hair the next time. So if, in fact, that okay. happens, if Mr. Client comes back and buys another haircut from me, instead of going down the block to somebody else, that last haircut, from a business standpoint, was perfect because it perfectly achieved the objectives. Would you agree? Hey, there it is. <laughs> you, okay. hey, I agree totally. Now, the next answer, that's the answer, uh, yes, there is such a thing as a perfect haircut. The next answer is no. And what I mean by no is, from a technical standpoint, can any of us who truly cut hair, I used to do 45 to 50 head a day, five days a week, for 15 years in my shop. I have cut a lot of hair. I have no problem standing yeah. up in front of you and all of your listeners and the entire barber community and telling the world, I don't do perfect haircuts. I've never done perfect haircuts because I truly believe well, I'm committed to education in our industry. I believe each and every one of us, if we choose to, will get better at cutting hair every day, every week, every month. There's constant, ongoing, and continuous improvement in our skills and our abilities. So that being said, if I'm going to be better next week, it's not possible for me to achieve perfection. You know, there is, there's certainly an element of this that deals with spirituality and, and some beliefs and things like that. But if you truly believe in improving your skills and your craft, and your long-term commitment to it, I don't think any of us can honestly raise our hand and say that technically we can produce a perfect haircut. I've never done it, and I don't even think I want to try. I want to produce a better haircut than the one that I produced the last time, but I think perfection is a little out of my reach. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, y'all here? Y'all are hearing it live from Ivan the Clipper guy. So the answer to that question is yes and no. But I, you also said maybe so. Are you you also said maybe so. Yeah, right. ready for the maybe. I'll give you maybe. Here's maybe. If the question is, is there such a thing as a perfect haircut? And the answer is maybe. And what I mean by maybe is every one of us in the business, again, if we're willing to take a half a step back from the mirror, take a good hard look in the mirror at us, take a look at who we are and what we do, every one of us can say, that they have been working a haircut. They got a guy in a chair, and they're working a haircut. And they're looking in the haircut, and they're looking in the mirror, and every one of us can say, you know, this was a great haircut five minutes ago, but it's not great anymore. And that's a phenomenon. <laughs> you, 
you're laughing because you've been there. This is a phenomenon in the business we call, we call overcutting. That we're striving yes. for yeah, You're laughing because you've done it, and I've done it too. You're laughing because we've all done this. We, we're working a haircut, and we're working a haircut, and we're working a haircut, and then we stop and look at it, and we say, you know what? This haircut was freaking perfect five or six minutes ago, and I didn't know when to quit. Exactly. And, I, and, 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 and it's funny you say that because I just told some students that at this, I was at the barber school the other day, and that's what I tell them. There's no perfect haircut. Y'all overcut sometimes. You know, I, I sit here in the shop and see some of the other barbers, and, and we, even, we even got a little joke, you know, the little thing that says, let my people go. Now, you know, when they stop, that means you're overcutting. Like, let them go. There's, brother, there's nothing else you can do to that haircut. Let them go. <laughs> but That's right. we have that bad rod. <laughs> just like just like Myron said earlier, we us as barbers, we don't produce haircuts for the client. We produce we produce haircuts for other barbers. When other barbers see our haircuts in the street, it's like, oh no, this got to be right for the next barber. Sometimes we lose the sight at on who we cut the hair for. Are we cutting hair for the client or are we our peers? That's right. So. And, and that's why that's why I love this question. You know, when we talked before the program, you told me what the question was. I said, boy, I said, you know, you can get a great conversation going, fabulous subject and, and, and important stuff. Um, you know, if I could, I want to mention one other thing, you know. Um, as you mentioned, that, you know, I'm so all about education. Education is so important. You know, we do have the Burner Brothers show coming up in August. It's not that far away. Uh, a whole lot of folks are, are – thinking about that event and looking forward to it. I don't know if you've uh, shared with your listeners and with some of your community uh, that you will be cutting hair on stage with us at the Bronner Brothers program uh, in August, and, and we're excited to have you up there, an opportunity for you to share uh, some, of, some of what you got going on, some of what you know, because uh, that's what the business is all about. So, Andis, I can speak for Andis and, and our cutting team, folks on our team, that we're excited to uh, – to invite you to come out and spend some time with us on the platform and do some good things. Hey, Ivan, I've, I've actually, I, I hadn't put that out because I hadn't spoken with you and got the confirmation, but I, I humbly accept that. And I, I feel honored that, you know, you guys reached out to me because, as you know, I've been going to these shows a few times, you know, a lot of times, and when I see you, I'm like, Ivan, what's up, man? Where can I get on the stage? When can I get on the stage? So, you know, when, when I got the call that you guys had considered me to be on the stage, you know, I was just, like, crazy humble because, you know, we never know how, you know, how how much of work and how much, you know, struggle we put in when it's going to come to, when it's gonna come to pass. Because, you know, a lot of times I'm like, I haven't get me on. And then now I hadn't even thought about, you know, doing it at all, and then you reach out to me. So I – you know, I'm just humbled, you know, just, 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 just that you guys, you know, have even considered me to do something like that. Well, you, you know what, I, I'm, as you know, I'm approached every day by folks in the business that are expressing an interest to be involved in, in what we do and how we do it. And, you know, I, on one hand, I meet a lot of folks who are incredibly talented, uh, who have great messages to share, and, and we don't have time or room for them all. Uh, on the other hand, I meet a lot of folks who – quite frankly, don't really have the goods to deliver and are really in no position to be put up there. And, and, and that's why typically, you know, we will, we'll get to know somebody. You and I have been talking at shows and, and interacting for, for more than a couple of years now. Um, 
Yeah, and it's yeah. about it's about developing those. It's no different than building a clientele behind a chair. It's relationship building. That doesn't happen overnight, and it doesn't happen without you know mutual respect and 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 a lot of good things going on. So, like I said, we're excited to extend the opportunity to you. And and you know, if I were to offer you a piece of advice, you know, dude, don't screw up. <laughs> no sir, no sir. Screw up, screw up is not in my vocabulary. You know, I, I've already seen, I've already seen the other people that's on the team, as far as you know, Roderick and Kenny and and Tone and um and um what um Tamika and all of them. So I already know how you guys you know run the program and what you expect. So I I'm not coming in looking crazy. And, you know, I've, I've also, uh, you know, I understand, if I understand, I'll be on the stage in the evening, you know, the second half, but I'll also oh, have my man Jay the Barber, my man Jay the Barber that'll be there on the first half. So, correct, um, correct. yep. And, and, and Ivan, Ivan, if you hold on one second for me, I might have another little surprise for you real quick. All right. Let's see here. Jay the Barber. What's up with you, man? What's up, Jada Barber? Hey, I, I know you've been listening. Thank you for holding on and welcome. Oh, uh, as you hear, we have Mr. Ivan Zut, the Clipper guy, on the line with us right now. So, hey, I already told him thank you and appreciation for you know asking us to come onto the stage. So I just saw you on the line, so I had to bring you on so you can say publicly say whatever you you would like to say to Mr. Ivan Zut for extending that hand for us to present, you know, our skills and, you know, send them out to the world at the Bonner Brothers show. So um, you like to say anything to you? It's on you, Big J. Hello? Hey. Jay, you still here? I don't know. I, I, I think he might have fell off here. But, um, but anyway, back to the topic. Ivan, that the those are some <laughs> that question we asked, man, is just crazy and depends on who you ask and depends on how long they've been in the game, what their answer is gonna be. Absolutely. And so, it, you know it also, see. It, it, also, it also depends on whether they're real, willing to really honestly assess their own skills and abilities. And, you know, another piece of it, if I can, you know, get on another little soapbox for two seconds, another piece of it is whether or not they really understand the barber game. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, I get these guys, I get these <laughs> you like that, huh? Yeah, I say that all the time, man. God. Well, listen, listen. Well, here's, here, you're going like, to like this then. Here's my point. I get a lot of guys come up to me all the time wanting to get up on stage wanting to do platform work. And I don't know where it got started, and I don't know when it got started, but unfortunately there seems to be this idea amongst guys in our business that they're going to become a barber and they're going to become a rock star barber, whether that means they're going to be servicing a celebrity clientele or whether that means they themselves will become a celebrity by way of their barbering. And... My, my my typical response to this is, what you what are you thinking and where did you get this idea? Because number one, we got enough rock stars. 
in the barber game. And I'm not, I'm not putting me in that category. We got some people out there that are rock stars of the barber game. And quite frankly, we got enough of them. We don't need any more. Number one. Number two, you want to be a rock star, go hock your clippers and buy a guitar. Because <laughs> the, bar, the barber game is never and was never about being a rock star. What I mean by that is this. If you go out into any community in America, whether it is the urban ethnic community or the Caucasian community, you go out there and you look around and you find me a guy who is a successful barber, who by other people's measure, this guy is a successful barber. I'm going to be willing to bet you're going to find me a guy who has been quietly, diligently, and honorably showing up for work on time five days a week for a couple of decades. You're going to find me a yeah. guy who you're going to find me a guy who, if I said to you, give me five words that describe this guy who is a successful barber. The words are going to be words like honorable. The words are going to be words like uh, consistent, dependable, dedicated. The words are going to be, you know, there is no bling and there is no flash, you know, barbering. And, and this is what it comes down to. What I think a lot of the young people entering the business do not understand is barbering is a career decision in which someone has decided they're going to commit themselves to service to others. Exactly. And that, and that is powerful because I see so many young people coming into the barber game going, I'm going to be, I can cut hair, man. I can, I can crank a clipper. And I want to know what is this business going to give me? And this business has no. never been, no. And I don't know where, you know, maybe you can tell me. Can you tell me from your experience and exposure and education and the things you do, where did this idea that I'm going to go to barber school and I'm going to be a, a rock star, where did this come from? What's it all about? Well, well, well I just, where, where I see it coming from is, you, you know, as, as, a, as, as you're growing up and you see, the, you see the barber, like you say, the barber that's in the barber shop every day, every day, every day. And, and you know, older – Older people or the the past generation, they honored hard work, so they saw the work ethic that the barber put in. Now the young people see that the money that the barber makes, they see the house that the barber has, they see the car that he's driving, they see the clothes that he wears. That's what they want. They they don't want they don't want the hard work. We have an instant society now, so I, I'm gonna get out of barber school, and I've heard this. I'm gonna get out of barber school. I'm gonna go in a booming shop and I'm gonna make a thousand dollars a week within the next month. Yeah. No, where did you get that from? Yeah, where did you get that from? That you're gonna make a thousand dollars in a week in the first month you're in the shop? No, it doesn't happen like that. See, one oh, thing you know, I learned wow. when I was in school back in the '90s, I learned we learned barber patience. These young boys, they don't have barber patience. We learned how to sit in the and realize that the barbershop's not going to be busy all day. So we have that patience. These young boys, they don't have that patience. They don't have the passion. They don't have the drive. They, they don't have that love. Like you said before, they don't have the love for the barbecue. They well, love I mean, the money the and the exposure that they can get. The interesting thing about it is when you, talk, when you talk about that successful barber, 
and you talk about the clothes he wears yeah. and the calorie drives and the house he's got. The real successful barber, this guy's wearing pretty simple clothes. He's driving a 10-year-old Buick. He's got five children he's putting through college, and he lives in a small house in a decent neighborhood. You know, this guy's not driving exactly. an Escalade. This guy's not driving an Escalade. This guy's not living in a castle. And this guy, you know, this guy's not throwing money around because this, this guy is a respected member of the community, and that didn't happen overnight. Exactly. And, and, see, and see, the young people don't realize that this barber game, this is the oldest legal profession ever. This is the most respected profession Ever. You go well, in, like, like I, I, I go to this. I, I think it's good that you go put to, in the word oldest legal profession because there are yeah, old the old. <laughs> but that, that one's yeah. not so legal. <laughs> exactly. This is the oldest legal profession. And what we do, and, and see, like you said, the, the rock stars. I, I was talking to somebody last week about, you know, they're like, man, man, you're trying to be a, you know, you're trying to be a big star in the barber game. I said, no, man, I don't want to be the big star because with big stars come big problems. I want to be a community star. I want to be able to go into my grocery store and they say, hey, that's the barber right there. I want to be able to go into the bank and they say, hey, that's the barber right there. I want to do that. I'm, and, you know, if I am, through my show, through the help by Anders, through the help by Internet, I am able to reach people globally. I'm going to still be the same guy here on the south side of Columbus, Ohio. I don't want to be a global like global star like people think. I want to be the humble guy that's able to make a positive impact on some kids. I don't, I don't, need, I don't need all that, that fame and fortune, you know. Like, like I used to reach the one when we were young, but getting older, you hear it from your grandmama. You get blessed other ways. Money is not always the best thing you can have. So if I can get honor and respect from people, I want that more than your money, ultimately. You know, I got, I got a feeling so, your grandma and my grandma were the same person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see that now. You know, you, you see you work hard and you collect later. You know, these young people now, they want to, like you said, we cut hair. And then we get paid. They want to get paid first. No, now, it doesn't work like that. Let's add one thing to this conversation, because I'm sure we got some young barbers out there listening. And what I don't want to do is I don't want to spend too much time beating up on young barbers, because there are a lot of young barbers out there that have extraordinary talent. There are a lot of young barbers out there that have energy and enthusiasm and what I will say is there are plenty of young barbers out there that are going to give some of them old lazy dogs to run for the money. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and, and I know some, so that you know, I, I try to go in and 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 cultivate them, them young guys. And I was hold, hold on one second. Look like look like I got Jay back on here. Let's see if we can get him to hold on and say something for a minute. Hey, Jay, Jay, you back? Good brother. Yeah, I'm here, man. What's going on? How you doing? Oh, hey, doing great, man. I thought we had some problems earlier. You know, welcome to the show. We still got we still got Ivan the Clipper guy on here with us, man. And uh, you know, he just I don't know if he was on here when he just made the announcement about about the Brother Brother show. So uh, you know, I was 
give you an opportunity to, um, you know, to speak to Ivan, you know, publicly here, and then to get into the the, the topic of the day, the the perfect haircut. So, uh, it's, well, it's you know, like, like, like always, uh, Chavez, you and I talk so much, and uh, yet yeah, indeed, me to Mr. Ivan Zoo, him and I have had some conversations along talking the same thing about where the rock star come from, and uh, different techniques and just. Education period when I decided to seek doing bigger and better things in barbering and uh humble the word humble man I'm telling you just just being able to be in that in that presence for years going to hair shows, looking at the guys with the mics on the ears and just wondering what what does it take as a professional to be there and uh for for the end company to to have us on stage is, is really is really a plus for me. And um and I'm definitely I'm definitely humble. I'm definitely excited. Uh, I just really can't put it into words. All I can do is just put it into actions. And I and I tell you, I'm I'm definitely going definitely going to shine. Uh, to your topic today about a perfect haircut. Uh, we've had this talk in shop talk, and I tell you the truth, I really don't want to take too much time with it. But yes, indeed, I think Ivan summed it up very well about the perfect haircut. But I I definitely know there's a young lady waiting in the wings that. I really would like for y'all to hear her take on it as far as a perfect haircut, which is Meek from uh, she from that. She hasn't called in yet, though. She hasn't called in yet. I've I, I, I hit her back a couple times, and she hasn't she hasn't hit the switchboard yet. So if you can get hold to her, get her on here. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say, you know, a lot of guys that I do work with now, they say, you know, man, you cut that kind of quick or whatever the case may be. And I have some that strive for the perfect haircut. I seen a guy take forty five minutes to fifty minutes the other day cutting one haircut, and he was trying to get every look like he was trying to get every strand to me. And um, like you said, it's to the it's the, to the beholder, the person who comes back the next week after the next week and saying, "Hey, that's the man for me. Nobody else can do it for me." And to him, if that's perfect, then I'm happy. But yeah, indeed. As far as when I was learning, coming through barbering school and, and learning through OJT, because I didn't come through barbering school. I, I actually came through OJT, which is on-the-job training for some of those barbers out there, uh, meaning I had enough technical skill and I had to go get my own book knowledge in order to go in front of the board and take my test and do a lot of studying. So wearing in school, everybody had class work. This project in class, I literally had to read the whole book front to back, know what I'm talking about, Understand what I'm talking about because if I didn't, I wouldn't be a barber. I might be something else, and uh, <laughs> just probably just you know doing just a whole bunch of things that you know really wouldn't be my passion. So indeed, yeah. I just do wrapped it up in, in all what he said as far as a perfect haircut. Uh, yes, no, maybe, and uh, if you're reaching for that perfect haircut, be prepared to buy a lot of. And it's tools because they don't run hot too quick, and you don't wear them out too quick. So, but uh, if you're looking for that perfect haircut, uh, keep trying. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, hey man, I love this. I, I, you know, I just love you know this 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 vehicle I got right here to show man, and how we are we just able just to express our different opinions on topics or or on everything. So you know, just to have your guys on here talking about. You know, what we talk about in the shop, the perfect haircut. What is the perfect haircut? Is it the taper? Is it the line? Is it what? Because sometimes the end result may look perfect, but let's see how that haircut looks 
two, three days later. Because, you know, you, you, you get people that want to give that perfect, crispy line, but they end up pushing a guy's hairline back. If, you're not, if, you're, if your hairline's not natural like that, and then you push it back to make it look perfect, and then three days later you've got that crazy stubble around the outside of that edge up, a quarter of an inch back, that's no longer a perfect haircut. Hey, Tavin, Tavin. You had to – yeah. Not not to interrupt you, but uh, uh, I wanted to kind of put this shout out there also. And like Ivan said about just being up on the young guys in general, and just and this is for the young listeners out there who are coming out of barber school. I would always say, me myself having more than fifteen years in the game, continuing education is a plus because there's still things I'm learning, still techniques I'm learning that's helping me hone my craft. And uh, oh, yeah. you know. Some guys think it's cool. You know, I look at a lot of different clippings and, and things like that. And as you go through the process of, of trying to, like, you know, I've been on the hunt for the perfect haircut. I'm not going to lie. I, once upon a time, I was that dude looking for that perfect shot. I'm not going to sit there and tell you a lie that, oh, no, I just quick. And, no, I'm lying. I, hey, I tried the perfect haircut one time. But, you know, going seeking that perfect haircut is seeking the best tool to do the best job you can with the talent that you have. And I would tell any barber, next thing, <laughs> get the best tool, get the best, keep uh, continue education, follow these little classes. We have all these technical tools that we didn't have back in the day. Tavez, you and I talked about that. We got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got Flickr. Hey, it would be embarrassing if you didn't take the opportunity. You have Ivan going all around everywhere, continuing education. He's, he's giving you the, the, the Clipper Guide book, YouTube, things of this nature. We have all the tools and all of the technology to be the best at what we do. And and that's just my take on yeah. it. And that's, yeah, that's, pretty much, that's, that's pretty much a wrap for me. If I can jump in with a comment on that, you know, I know that when I say this, I'm going to sound like that crazy old man that I didn't want to turn into. But, you know, if you live long enough, you turn, in, you turn into your daddy and your grandpa, and you become that crazy old man. And, um, you know, what I will say is when you start talking about the things we have today, like Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, when I had my shop, you know, now I'm starting to sound like that crazy old man. When I had my shop, Sonny Boy, <laughs> we didn't have any of that stuff. I tell people all the time. Back when I had my shop, if I wanted to have a television commercial, I would have had to spend $10,000 to shoot a commercial. Yes. At the end of that $10,000, I would have a tape in my hand with a commercial, and that's all I would have. Now I have to spend more money to buy a place to put it for people to see it and hear it and listen to it. Today, you can film a video with your telephone. You can edit that video software that you can download on the internet for free you can upload that video to youtube and before jay leto starts his monologue tonight 600 people in australia can watch your video and your total cost was zero (laughs) total cost was you know what i mean if you really want to do a good job you can spend a hundred dollars on a camera you know, if you want to. But, my, you know, my point is, you know, when I, wanted, when I had my shop, I did some direct mailing of coupons. And, again, you know, back in the old days, a 10,000-piece direct mailing in two zip codes near my shop 
I could do that as much as I wanted for $1,500. Today, yeah. I can go on the Internet, I can go on Facebook, and I can send a message out to 3,000 people for a grand total of zero. These are not anybody that I'm mailing to randomly. These are people who know me. These are my quote-unquote friends. I can send that message out for a total of zero. One thing I don't, I don't know if you're driving or or, or you're you're in a car or something, but wherever you're at, the the, the wind is, is is kind of breaking you up a little bit. Hang on a second, I'm gonna get where there's a little less wind. Hang on, just one second. All right, it should be better okay. right here. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, here we go with the Facebook thing. I can send that message out to three thousand of my quote unquote friends instead of doing a mailing to strangers. And as you well know, fifteen minutes later, I can do it again. For zero, you know, the power of the tools, for zero, the power of the tools we have, you know, what it comes down to is, I think the, 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 the clearest thing it comes down to is today, no excuses and no whining. If you are a barber or a cosmetology professional today, you are 100% personally responsible for your own success. If you are not succeeding... You have no one else to blame. Hey, did Ivan just say it? Hold on, Ivan. Ivan, say that again. Ivan, you got to say that again. I said it in my classes. Would you please say that again for him? It's your own fault. This stuff is free. You know, in the old days, you could say the boss man's not advertising. In the old days, you could blame it on the location. In the old days, you could blame it on anything you wanted to, and some people would nod their head and listen to you. But today, and here I'm going to say it again, you can get your recorder on. Today, in the Barber Game, you are 100% responsible for your success. And if, in fact, you are not achieving a level of success that you would like to, you have no one to blame but yourself. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, uh, y'all have heard me say that on the show a few times, and, and and not not in those words right there, but you've heard me say it so many times. And I, I hope it's like you know, hope it's like when you when you was young, your dad used to tell you this, and your dad used to tell you that, and Tad used to tell you this. You didn't listen until you got older, and you knocked your head, or you heard somebody else tell you. So now, well, you know what? Now that you hear the Clipper guy tell you, hopefully this this sinks in a little bit. All this stuff we have now is free. Let me say (laughs) one last thing. One last thing. Um, You know, and I've I've taken up a lot of time here. It was an honor to be invited to be here. But the, the last thing I'll say on all of this is, as we all know, there's, there's a lot of folks listening to this popular program, and these opportunities are incredible. But what a lot of people are doing when they're hearing me say that, you are 100% responsible for your success in this business. Unfortunately, a lot of the people listening are going, you know, I know a barber who needs to hear that message. Because everybody's going to be in a big hurry to point the finger at the other guy going, yeah, you know what, this guy works with me, he needs to hear that. And unfortunately, the reality is, if you're tuned in and listening to this program, just by being tuned in and listening to this program, you're already demonstrating that you get it. Now, you may not get all of it yet, yeah. and you may be on your way, but if you're here, unfortunately, you know, it's that old preaching to the choir. Unfortunately, the problem is everybody who's listening, 
are the people that need to hear this the least. The people that really need to hear this are the people that are not listening today. And so my challenge wow. is going to be, and here's how I'll challenge your listeners. My challenge to your listeners is, at the end of this program today, go on the web and cut and paste the URL for this episode off the web and email this to half a dozen barber colleagues, friends, and professionals in the business, whether it's somebody you know who was listening or somebody who know who should be listening, and say to them, this is something I listen to. This is something you should listen to because we as a community and as an industry are going to build and grow this thing. And you need to listen to this today, and then you need to tune in next week and next time and the time after that. That would be my challenge because those of you that are listening, I believe very strongly are the people who are out front and who are the leaders already. Those of you that aren't listening yeah. are the ones we need to figure out how to reach. Woo! <laughs> hey, y'all, this is, why I, this, this is why I interact and network with people like Eisen. We need people like this in our lives that are able just, just to make it plain and very simple. But did you hear the challenge you put out there? For those of you who are my regular listeners, the ones I love and, and, and appreciate greatly. Take a second to do what this man said. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone. Click the episode. I've already got the episode, and it says, is there a perfect haircut? Discussion with Ivan Zut from Anders Clipper Company, the Clipper guy. And it says share. There's a button that says share. Send this out to any barber, cosmetologist, student, anybody who is self-employed, who is out there walking by faith to make a better life for them and their family, send this to them because these are the things that we need to hear. You know, this is the education. These are the motivational thoughts that we need to hear and that we need to get into ourselves. We need to stop using our cell phones, our Blackberries, our Evos, our drones, or whatever, to, to send text messages and, and, and try to chase females or look at pornographic stuff. You need to use that to build your business, to educate yourself. You got YouTube on your phone, why are you looking at something crazy instead of looking at something that's going to help you make money and help you be a, a better person to your family? So... Take these things that Ivan and these other guests that I invite on the show, I invite them on the show for a reason. I'm, I'm not having shows, just the popcorn shows. I'm having shows that, that's going to better the whole barber community. Not just me. This is not just for me. Let me interrupt for just one second. Um, I do have a 3 o'clock meeting that I'm getting ready to walk into, so I'm going to have to say goodbye. Before I say goodbye, uh, Chavez, I'm going to say thank you. Uh, Thank you for putting this program out there. Thank you for thinking of uh, inviting me and including me in the program. It's an honor and a privilege to be be invited as a guest to appear on these kind of things. Um, uh, if, If I promise to talk a little less, maybe you'll invite me back another time. But um, I, I want to have a wonderful week, and uh, I want your, your listeners and, and the community to enjoy the rest of the show. Anybody wants to get a hold of me, you know, uh, through the Andis website, expert at Andis.com. Obviously, on the Facebook page, uh, I'm out there on Twitter. Uh, I'm out there to answer questions and interact with the barber community. 
directly and personally. If, if I and the Andis company can help you raise your game, uh, that's what they're asking me to do. They're supporting me to put me out there to support uh, the industry and do good things. So, uh, Chavez, thank you for all your efforts. Continue. Jay, if you're still on the line, my friend, uh, always good to spend a little bit of time with you. And I look forward to seeing you guys uh, in Atlanta very soon on the ANDA stage, uh, sharing great information and inspiring people and, uh, and moving the needle in the right direction. Thanks, Ivan. Uh, thank yeah. you. Thanks, Ivan. Thank you again for, for, for taking your time out to, to be part of the, the Barbazone Blog Talk radio show and for the efforts that you're putting towards the barber game, man. This is uh, – we need more people like you, and, and like I tell you all the time, thank you. You're, you're a great motivation to me and, and, and other barbers. So, y'all, go out there, speak to Ivan, shake his hand. He's a very personal a very personal person. Don't come up to him with some craziness. He'll shun you off. But if, you are, if you're truly committed and passionate about this game, talk to Ivan too. Ivan, thank you again. I uh, appreciate you for taking the time out. I, I know you got to go, and we will see you. We will see you in Atlanta. And believe, I'm speaking for me and Jay. We are very honored, and we won't let you down, man, at all. So thank, thank you, you, and I, have a wonderful day and wonderful week. Thank you. I know. Take care of yourself. God bless. Safe travels. We'll see you again. All right, Barbara Love. Bye bye. Sure. All right, y'all, that was, the, that, that was Mr. Ivan Zutt from the Anders Clipper Company, the Clipper guy. Look out for this guy. Just go on the Internet, man, and just put – you can put Ivan Zutt. You can put Anders. You can just Google this guy, man. He's all over. Y'all here. He's an open book. Whatever you need, whatever you want to do in this barber game, he's for you. As long as it's positive and it's going to increase the awareness and and, and, and and the upliftment of the barber game. No. Jay, that dude yep. right there, man, is an awesome dude right there, brother. <laughs> and I'm glad I could finally, finally, finally have him on the show. You know, I've, I've seen Ivan now, y'all. Um, I think about since, like, 06. And, you know, just talking to him. I mean, he he, he just takes the time out to just talk to you. It's not that he's just going to tell you something just to appease you and keep it moving. No, like he said, he loves this thing. He's not doing it just because he gets a check from it. He loves this thing. So we need more people out there like that, man. And, 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 and hopefully, you know, one day I can be looked at as, as, you know, making positive moves in the barber game like that because that dude, man, and, y'all, when he says he's going to do something, he does it. You know, if, if you need anything, just hit him up. He will respond back to you. It might take a couple of days because he may be – you got to realize, he does classes and shows on, you know, what, five days five days out of the week, every week. And for him just, just to take the time just to be on this show, just to share some of that, that invaluable information with you guys, man, it's just, you know, it's just a blessing to me. And, you know, blessing to everybody else. So, you know, hey, that was awesome. So, but, hey, Jay. It's what it do? Hey, Jay, I just seen a, um, I just seen a 216 just pop up on my, on, on my switchboard here. I'm going to see if we got Miss Meat 
you know, the super socialite stylist on the line. Are you here with us, baby? I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Finally, I'm here. What's up, Chef Bass? Finally. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Hey, thank you for finally stepping into the barber zone. I know we tried to do this thing, you know, a few times before, but, you know, you finally here, you know. So, first of all, like I do with everybody else, let everybody know your name, your information as far as your Facebook, your Twitter, your numbers, how they can get in contact with you. So if they ever in, you know, you be all around. So I don't know if they're in the Cleveland area oh. or if they're down in, in, in the South Carolina or they're out in L.A. or they just anywhere. If y'all trying to get at me, me, tell them how to get at you. And then once you do that, need to hear what you think is about the perfect hair, haircut topic. So let them know who you are, and then we need to hear your, 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 how you feel about that perfect haircut. All right. What's up, everybody? This is Meek. Most people know me as the Stalin Socialite. I'm located in Charleston, South Carolina, by way of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I'm on Facebook at Meek Stalin Socialite Sheer. That's S-H-E-A-R-E-R. And I'm on Twitter at Stalin Socialite. And you can reach me anywhere in the world, in the USA, at area code 216-326-0608. Since Chavez say I'm everywhere. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, she's um, everywhere, you know. She... <laughs> I'm not everywhere. I'm, so just, I'm, just, I'm just likable. So what you, well, I mean, you know, I didn't, see, I didn't see, you know, the little Blackberry message of conversation back and forth, but just for the world, you know, everybody out there, what do you think about the perfect haircut? Um, I feel nothing is one. perfect. Nothing is perfect, nothing? including haircuts. Okay. okay. You know, however, okay. um, there is a haircut that's suitable for that person's head, you know, the perfect haircut for your client. You can't put the same haircut on every client, you know. So technically, to me, a perfect haircut would be more or less, you know, going off the angles of their eyes, their cheekbones, you know, their ears, you know, the typical um, uh, pivot point, you know, type method. But, you know, my dad, he's been a barber over 40 years, and he always told me sometimes the wrong cut is the right cut. You know, I was struggling hair school with my haircuts being too perfect. Like, every time I did a cut, Mm -hmm. I did what my teacher told me to do, and it just was like, box, box. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, what if I leave a little bit here and put a little bit over here? You know, I asked him because I was frustrated about it. How come my haircut's looking so bland and the same? And that's exactly what he told me. Sometimes the wrong cut is the right cut. You know, so no, I don't think there's a perfect cut, but I think you have to cut according to the person you're cutting for. Tell me. Okay. There's no perfect, but there's no perfect haircut. But there's a suitable, a suitable haircut for that person's head. And see, that's what we talked about earlier. I, um, you weren't on the line when, when Ivan, uh, Ivan Zut was on there. He gave us a, a yes, no, and a maybe so. You know, from the business, from the business aspect, yes. You know, no aspect, no. And then the yeah, whole I agree with was, that. The whole thing about the perfect haircut. The whole thing about the perfect haircut was the haircut that that person come back and gets from you next week. The perfect right. haircut. If you did your job. <laughs> that, if, 
yeah. Is the perfect haircut in the eye of the barber or the eye of the client? Because we may think that haircut doesn't suit that person's head, but that's what they asked you for. Did you execute what that person asked you for? And you know what I believe in that in that sense, you know, when that person feels they know better than you, then as a professional, it's up to you to kind of woo them and persuade them into what you know is going to work. You know, you give them a little bit of what they want, but you give them what you know is going to be. And most often they end up liking what you do better because I find that clients can't really express to you exactly what they want. They see it, but it's not coming out the exact same way. So that could be right exactly. in a sense, but for the most part, I think it's in the, the stylist or barber's eye, you know. But you got to be able to finesse your client into, you know, trusting you to give them what's going to be suitable for them. Exactly, because sometimes, well, sometimes you get that client that just, you know, he just stuck on it. I, I had one client, that brother was just stuck in the 80s. He was just stuck in the, in the high top. I want the skin tight on the side with the high top box. Like, dude, it's 98. You know, it was 98, 99. Like, nah, man, that's just what I like. So that's not the perfect haircut for his head, but I had to produce the best box that I could. Right, and for him and, and it, with and your twist to it. For, yeah, for him, yeah, with the, with the new twist on it. And he loved it. He came back and got it every two days. So to him, that's the perfect haircut. Right. If you I love like it. Doing it but, <laughs> but that's what he wanted. So that's that's our job is to satisfy the customer. And you know, eventually was able to slowly like, hey man, why don't you let me take this down a little bit and take this eventually we got rid of that box. But, you know, through like you say, through your education, through your game. Through, through being able to get the clients to trust what you're doing, you can get away from that crazy box or whatever, but it's all, you know, it's all what they're going to pay for. Right, and that's, I like to tell people also that's where, um, with us, it comes in that we have to continue to educate ourselves because what happens is when that person thinks that they're getting a perfect haircut, it's as a result of a previous stylist or barber not, you know, um, enhancing their skill you know, going on mm-hmm. and making themselves better. So if they stuck in that rut of giving that person that same old haircut, which a lot of times is wrong even on the stylist, you know, on the stylist end, because I've run into a lot of haircuts that were done by other stylists, and I'm like, okay, what is this? But I think if we don't enhance and um, continue to educate ourselves, then we fall in a rut. And if we fall in a rut, that person gets used to that bad haircut. So when someone comes along yeah, that has mm-hmm. done all the things they need to do, to change your look and make it correct. They don't know it's correct because they used to work wrong. So, you know, that's what I would like to, you know, for every stylist or barber out there, continuing education, you never know everything. It's never enough going in there for you to put out, you know, top flight, 100% service. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's crazy because I was, at, I was at the barber school last week and I was talking to, um, you know, talking to some students about, you know, about my DVD, and I was showing it, and it was just a couple brothers like, man, I, I know that, man, I ain't know how to do that. And, you know, I ain't buying no DVD, I ain't doing that. If I want to know, I'll just go down to my mom's barbershop and watch her and watch that brother. I'm like, huh? I, Everybody I, do I, something. I, 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 I said, bro, 
I got to stop talking to you because right there, your, your mind is closed. Your mind is closed. Exactly. There's so much other in the barber game than what your mom is doing on Main Street in Columbus, Ohio. Right. So if, right. if that's all you're going to look into, that's all you're going to be stuck. So I had to start focusing on the other people that were open to it. So, Absolutely. You know, I've been in almost. Thing, man. Yeah. You should be the perfect stylist of barber then. <laughs> I said, that's the case. Uh, we yeah, can be a perfect uh, stylist of barber. No, but, um, right. you know, like <laughs> when I started about 16 years ago, I always knew. I said, I know what I know, but I can learn from you. I can learn from this person, that person, and kind of collectively add it into what I'm doing. Then next thing you know, you got your own style or cut that you done created, put a name to it. There you are teaching somebody else. Pretty much the same thing, but just a different route or a different method. It may be quicker. It may be better. It might be more precise, but you got to take in everything. It's, it's so good to be at the shows. That's why I'm kind of glad that the barber world, you know, they kind of embrace me. I'm like all up in the barber world. You wouldn't think I was a stylist most of the time. I have to clarify that a lot, but I like that I'm in oh, that yeah. network because I see a lot of things that I take to what I do. You know, I'm even trying to learn the cut now, but, I'm trying to, you know, I want to elevate my game, too, you know, do some barbering in my stilettos. Hey, yeah. <laughs> get, get your stilettos on. Hey, y'all, yeah. and, 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 and for y'all don't know, right, you know what I mean? I, I used to see me and Sid at all the shows, you know, me, me part of the Major League Barber team and everything, you know, exotic products and all of that. You see me hey, talking about the shows, and, 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 and Meek is out there kicking it with the barbers. So I used to think Nick was a barber, but no, she's a stylist, but her mind is just so open to learning different stuff. Boom, you don't know, you know, you might see Nick wherever. And that's what the show is for, man. Yes, up. And and you know, she she definitely got my respect all day, every day. Jane Barber. Definitely, because, you know, (laughs) hey, she keeps the game on the toes. And, you know, I I respect her angle for, you know, just even in my my Blackberry shop talk, you know, just the first first to apply uh, to any comments, to anything, but has, I mean, valid points from every avenue, a true professional. And, uh, you know, that was my suggestion today that, you know, this is somebody you had to have on here and explain their standpoint and, get the, and you know, just give that show the extra boost because definitely as a stylist and, and as knowledgeable as she is, you know, definitely giving great props to, uh, to me and, uh, you know, just being in the game. And definitely you have to embrace it every time, every time you, you come up and uh, come up to her knowledge like that. So I'm, I'm just saying hey, she got my props. That's all I got to say. Hey, 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 what you say? What you say from the black brain manager? Don't be coming up trying to hog her. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> He's trying to change my name to give him hell meat. I don't give you hell. I just challenge your mind. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. You know, I, know I might agree to... with you 100%, but I'm still going to come in the back door with the devil's advocate. You know what I mean? I'm going to always uh, hey, say, hey, well, but, what about this? That's what, that's, what we need. that's what we need for people to, for people to open their mind and think. You know, if if you just think in one way and, and, and you're not you know you're not that, that universal thinker, man, then your mind is closed to new and different things. That's like you know, I hear people ask, Man, I ain't going down to no hair show, man. They ain't got nothing at the hair show. But when we when I come back with these new products and these new techniques, hey man, I've seen a dude 
using this finger razor. What you mean a finger razor? Yeah, dude, if you came down to the show, you'd have seen that cats is using finger razors now. People are doing this now. Oh, man, I didn't know. Well, how do I find out? You go to a show the next time. You, you got to continuously like reinvent yeah. yourself. You got to reinvent yourself. That's if you're not it. putting yourself out there and yeah. trying to soak up anything or trying to even mix and mingle, you know, that like how I just got connected with Curtis, you know, for Team Exotics and everything, it was just on a, a slide thing where I just started using the product. But because I liked it so much, I'm pumping it. And if I don't do nothing else on Facebook or something, I'm – I will sell your shoes off your feet while you still got them on in Columbus, and I'm in South Carolina. <laughs> but hey, I, that, that got me noticed, you know what I'm saying? So you never know. When you mix and mingle with these people, everybody watching, everybody's looking and just seeing what you're doing. What do you bring different to the table? And I, I like to say what I what I bring is to, to tell stylists, maybe even barbers, you know, I'm going to say as well as barbers, to um, kind of bring it back to the basics. Everybody getting out here and, it's great that we created and we can pop some weave in your hair and put it up 10 feet tall or throw some 3D designs and colors in your head. But if you ain't got the basics, all that's just like, to me personally, it's out the window. You know what I'm saying? It's like I want my cut crisp and tight before I throw that weave in your hair. You know, your taper all jacked up and you got this big, beautiful weave. That don't go together, you know? It just don't go together. So it's like you never know enough. You got to continue to grow. Exactly. Continue to go. And, and, and that's something I say, too, with, with them haircuts. You know, cats is out here doing all the, you know, stupid designs and the graphics and the colors and all of this. But, dude, after the show. What you going to do? Guy, after, that guy, <laughs> after that guy leaves the show and he, and, and he washes all that color out of his head and all the spray and all the glitter and everything, what is does the haircut look like the rest of the time? Is the, is the, is the haircut, is it tight? Is the is the is the edge up perfect? I mean, no, I ain't gonna say perfect. Is the edge up symmetrical? Does it fit their head? Is the blend correct? You know, is the is the, is the blend or does it have a whole bunch of lines in it? Of course, of course, of course. When you spray paint a head, or you hit the beacon on it, or you hit the black ice, or you use the eyebrow pencils, or or you add some color to it, of course, it's going it, 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 some of that stuff that you didn't do in that haircut right. It's not going to show up. But after that hair show on Tuesday morning, what does that haircut look like? Right, haircut got to be right. That's what we got to get back to. We got to get back exactly. to the basics. Like I like to tell my yeah. uh, clients when they leave the shop, and after I didn't give you a haircut, maybe you don't come back weekly. But – or you may, maybe you can't come back. In that time, if you wash your hair, you should be able to lay your hair down and it still look right. You know, anybody that I would be exactly. maybe educating or anything, I would tell them, Make sure your cut right and your mold is pretty. Because if you got somebody in your shop that's going to get something to eat and their hair is already molded in preparation for being styled and curled, when they go to KFC, somebody's always going to be like, oh, who did your cut? You know, but if you got a raggedy mold, they're not really looking at it. But if that mold is pretty and they're looking at that cut, then that's business for you. You know, you got to put your, I guess, your funk on everything. It doesn't even matter. It's like if it's laying flat, you want it to look good. And when it grows, I got a girl in Dayton that does not let anybody cut her hair. And I probably haven't cut her hair in two years, but her hair continues to grow, like, into some kind of shape. And that's that, yeah. And, that, and, and see, this, this is what I say to barbers. This is what I say to a lot of barbers. It's not about that haircut you give on that Saturday. 
Of course, it's going to be crispy when it leaves chairs. But what does that haircut look like on Thursday? Or if, you know, if your client comes in every two weeks, what does that haircut look like the next Saturday? And this is a test. Barbara, this is a test right here for, for everybody. You put a cut on, on, on a person. If they're a two-week client, that next, if you do it on Friday, that next Friday, are you just able to edge that haircut up and it still looks like it did when you first cut it? If you can't take that haircut and just simply put an edge up on it and that haircut still looks good, that blend still tight and everything, that haircut was done incorrectly. Right, you shouldn't have to do nothing if to clean client, your neck up. Yeah, you should <laughs> line it up. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if you cut the client and let's say they, they they get a taper with the even all over with the crispy edge up game. If every time every time that client comes in your sits in your chair, all you should have to do is just taper him up and just lower that level a little bit. You shouldn't have to completely cut that person's hair. Like they did the first time you did them. Right. If you put a proper haircut on them. I know that personally because you, you know I stay, I stay faded, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got to you got to do that. Right. People are like yeah, that, that's a crispy cut. That's a crispy cut. Yeah, that's a crispy cut because you just did it. But what about next week? What is that cut gonna look like? Right. And normally I can't even get it back. And get mine done for two weeks, considering um, I'm a barber in Sumter. I'm in Charleston. That's like an hour and something away. Now I'm working there also, by the way, <laughs> Sumter, South Carolina. But um, in between that time, if I can't get there, I'm still able to shampoo my hair, brush it, throw some sweet Jamila uh-huh, up in my hair and keep it brushed. I still look uh-huh. good. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I still look good. But I know what you mean. It's like when you go back in that week, I don't need a cut. But you want to look fresh. Yeah, and normally... Yeah. I just get it lined up, and I'm good. Mohawk back on point. Shout out to my barber, Pat yeah. the Barber. <laughs> he need to be in here, huh, Jay? Big up to Pat the Barber, you know. Hey, but, yeah, and see, I, I got a couple clients. That's the routine they on. I get cut. I get cut this Friday. Next Friday, I'm going to come get edged up. The following Friday, I get That's the routine that we have. So he's like, I always stay crispy. Barbers. That's what we need to do. We need to be producing those quality haircuts. And like when we had Ivan on earlier, stop overcutting. There's only so much you can do. Stop overcutting. And when, you, and when you're doing the overcutting, you're doing one thing. You're taking money out of your own pocket because that extra five, six, seven minutes, you spend it on that one person, add that up three, four times. That comes into 20, 30 40 minutes, you could have serviced two other clients. So you got to look at it in a business line. You might be tearing your pocket up trying to get them extra couple hairs. Because nine times out of ten, barbers and stylists, we got to look at it like this. Nine times out of ten, that person don't even know what we're looking at. That That's little, right. That, that, little couple, that little couple strands of hair, they could care less. But because we're such perfectionists, and we're so professional, and we want our, our jobs done to the highest ability, that's why we spend them extra couple minutes. But far as the, the clients, the lay people that's just walking around the street, they would never, ever even notice. Never, ever even notice. But that's just our 
That's just our thing. So when they walk in the street, you know, can't nobody say nothing crazy to them. Or you got that hair out of place. No. But so we got to stop. No, it don't work like that. I think a lot of people, they probably, like, I know, like, and we have three salons here in Charleston. So, like, some of the younger cats that's still under the uh, job training program, they find, I find that they overcut because they want to be perfect. They want to get that design just right. And they want to, you know, mm-hmm. nobody can say anything about my cut. But I always tell them it's a, it's a thin line between confident and cocky. If you're confident, mm-hmm. you do that cut and you know it's right. You don't even care what's being said because you know it's right. Uh-huh. But if you're cocky, you want to keep cutting and cutting. And next thing you know, you don't pull that line back and, then somebody say something. Somebody say something about you, and it's oh, they hating on me. No, they're not hating. You overcut the haircut. Because if you're confident and you know what you did and it was right, you'll never notice a hater. You'll never notice one. I don't even believe in haters. I, I swear off the haters. 2010, they done. It's all love. And see, that's what. And see, that's the that's the thing when you know barbers. You know, you see barbers cutting. And they be like, oh, man, he didn't know what he wanted, or his hair was lopsided, or his edge wasn't right when you sat in the chair. You shouldn't have cut him. One, if he had that much going on, one, you shouldn't have cut him. Two, or you point out, no, you point out what's wrong and how you going to correct it. Like, dude, it's, it's, you the one that cut that hair. You the one produced that hair result, not him. He asked you to do this, and you did that. Come on, man. You the one didn't blend him in all the way. And if he's not satisfied, he's supposed to say something. That way, two things. He gets satisfied, and you get to look at yourself and say, what did I do wrong, and what can I do better? That's what's wrong with barbers right, right there. Right, we that's what like, confidence and cockiness. Yeah. We have, like we can't we can't take any criticism like everything we do is right. No, can't just please like, everybody. Just, just That's like another this, thing. It's like, like said, everything. The, just like you said from the beginning, there's no perfect one. There's no perfect person. There was only one perfect person to walk on the earth, and we know who that was. There's not going to be another one. So when we going out here looking for this perfect cut, this perfect you know this perfect head, no. We can only do the best that we have with the best tools, the best products that we have to produce the best quality haircut or hairstyle that we can do. That's all we can do. There's nothing else that we can do humanly possible. That's it. In life until, and, and until in until here, we look at stuff like that, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and, and until we look at stuff like that, it, hey, that's a law. That, that that's a hard uphill battle. You got you gonna fight. So you can hey, you can either edu- educate yourself and get better, or you can still keep using them excuses. Me, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the show and I'm gonna educate myself. I'm gonna go hang I'll out. I'll be there. Me. I'm gonna go get educated and I'm gonna oh, go educate oh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go hang out with Jada Barber and and and, and Curtis and Tom McGill and 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 Joe Liner and Cheeks and Roderick and Kitty Duncan and everybody. Know, DC the Barber, Natalie Money. Everybody, yeah, come down, you know, come down and just show love. I'm telling y'all, if you've never been to one of these Brown Brothers shows, come with an open mind. 
because you're going to see some things, you're going to hear some things that you never, ever even thought of in your shop. And this one, and this yeah. one's gonna be major because they booking up hotels and everything. This one's gonna be big. I'm knowing this. It's gonna be big. So if you miss it, you done missed half of your half a year. You might as well say you yeah. you'll come in one yeah. way. You will not leave the same. It's like church. You walk. You come hey. in come in one way, but you won't leave the same. What they say? <laughs> hey, what you say? It's, it's, it's like church. Hey. It's the same thing. Hey, 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 for real. Hey, I me. Since, you know, since we've both been, been to the show, you know, together these past few years, the impact, let's speak on the impact that the social networking sites have had on just the Browner Brothers show. Think about the shows back in 07 and 08, how, you know, you have a lot of, you have a big attendance for the February show, but then it would drop off a little bit for the August show. Right, but this now, time the past the, February was the off the chain. Man, August, what? August about to be bananas, like yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Like, like, like everybody want to know though. When you popping it on on Facebook and MySpace, you know everybody's swearing off of MySpace, but I still use my MySpace. By the way, I'm I think I'm Meek the stylist on there, but I still give MySpace okay. love because I still get customers from there. But there's people watching, you know what I'm saying? So wherever you are, your presence, I have people. That would just come up to me. I tell you a true true story. I was at the hair show. I think I think the first time I did platform with Major League, and uh, which was like two Februarys ago. I'm um tired, feet hurt, got my suitcase, getting on the shuttle bus, and I didn't even get up the stairs. And I just hear somebody screaming, "Mike, Mike, Mike the stylist!" And I'm froze, like what the? I just composed myself. <laughs> I say, hey, what's your name? So, Taylor, Kansas from Louisiana. I'm your MySpace friend, and I'm like, whoa. That's when I knew, you know, it's like this thing is not. It's serious. You, you have no idea. I mean, you know, the, I just went to something for the first time last week and did hair, and I ran into a girl in Walgreens. Is your name Meek? You're my friend on MySpace. I'm like, okay, this this serious. So, watch, yeah, watch your page. You know, it's cool to have fun, but you want to keep it. Cater to what you do. You know, I always say I like to have fun on my page. Anybody know me? I'm random sometimes. But for the most part, I like to inspire, encourage, you know, sometimes vent. That's what we do. You know, you never know what style is out there feeling the same thing. But if you keep your stuff polished and keep pictures up there, please post pictures with a clear background because that looks good. Unless you're doing it like Blackberry from your booth. But if you're taking a picture with a camera, it don't cost nothing to move to a clear wall, you know, so that your work stands out. But that's what they look at. You know, they're looking at that, like, and they know you. You know, half the time people know me. I don't know who the heck they are, but I remember names better hey, than that's faces. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I go to these different shows. I mean, I was in, I was in Iowa. I was in Des Moines, Iowa. I never even knew where Des Moines, Iowa was on the map until Big Rob brought me out there. But these cats were like, yo, you're the Barber Zone dude. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. They don't know my name, but you're the Barber Zone dude, Barber man. Zone. I seen your stuff in this. I'm like, wow, for real? And yeah, oh, uh, I was on the show. I, 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 think, I think I said this on the show last week, or I was talking to somebody. I was, I was coming out the mall. You know, I just got me some food. I'm headed back to the car. And these brothers, you know, I walk by and like, hey, brother, what's going on? These brothers stop. Like, hey, you the barber. I'm like, yeah, what's <laughs> going on? 
the dude was a the dude was a correction the dude was a a, a barber instructor at a correctional facility around here. Wow. And London Correctional Facility. He said, he, said, he, said, he said, "Hey man, I'm an instructor at London, man, and." We got your DVD. We got your DVD at the school, man. We watch your DVD three, four times a week, man. Wow. This tight. I'm like, wow. Y'all dudes got me in, 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 in prison, in the institute, watching my DVD? So I had a homeboy from like, Dayton. <laughs> right, homeboy from Dayton in barber school. Where did I get my DVD from, yo? Like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And just for, you know, like, um... Like Ivan was talking earlier about people wanting to be rock stars and this, that, and the other. No, but just like, like you say, just for you to walk somewhere and somebody just stop and say, "Hey, you meek. I seen your work. Right. You know, you my mom. It ain't nothing you, you set out to do. You have no, no way of knowing. Even right. I mean, before that, I'm like, I was on MySpace a lot. I think that's where I met you. You know, majority of the people that I deal with right. now are from MySpace, and yeah, it was like instant. Yeah. Soon as we seen each other, everybody was just like cool. It's like you, you don't understand how the networks really can help and put you in position to be around like great people that's doing what you're doing. Exactly. Like I couldn't imagine. I know yeah, exactly. so many people in the industry and that's been only in a matter of like two years. Only in two years. Exactly. Because you know you, 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 you sit in your area, you sit in your different city and you have the you know you have these thoughts, you have these ideas and you, where you're going through things in the shop or you're going through things with your employees or your customers and, for, and to be able to jump on something like MySpace, Facebook, or whatever, and to be able to see that, boom, man, Nick is going through the same thing I'm going through. Let me hit her up, boom. And now you got friends, you got the people that you never, ever even would thought of, and now you got love. Now now everybody walking around sharing Barbara love. Man, I never even knew you. I never even knew you was in Iowa. I never even knew you was in Arkansas, you know. So you know, hitting me up, you know, I'm thinking Meek from Cleveland. Yeah, Meek's in Cleveland. Come to find out, you down in in in, in the Carolina sharing love. Yeah, been here about a year and a half. I'm you born know? and raised Dayton, yeah. Dayton, Ohio, hometown. Cleveland, four years. Now I'm here. Yeah. So I don't know where you, I'm going next. If know. I'm going somewhere next, but. Hey, I'll rock it out wherever. <laughs> I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna tell people I'm gonna be on Facebook MySpace if I move. Guess what? That's what's going to be pumped. I'm in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I'm in Miami. I'm wherever I am. And I think I'll get the same response because yeah. I didn't have no friends or family here at all. I got all my clients yeah. based off of MySpace. So I just got off a plane with nine yeah. customers from MySpace. First time here ever that's, in life. That's how it is. That's how it is. You can take your skills, and that's the beauty of this game, of the hair game. We can take our skills anywhere and do our thing. Anywhere. I'm going to use the Iowa thing again. I went up to Iowa and hang out with Big Rob, you know, judge, judge his, uh, his barber competition. But, you know, he running around. He got clients. He's trying to get ready for the show. He's like, man, don't jump in the chair, man. Do your thing. Man, I sat there and blazed cash from Iowa. I had never, ever, ever even seen and probably won't see again in my life for two hours. And they paid me. Like I was Big Rob. What other industry can you go to a different city where you know nobody, you can perform your craft and be compensated for the same amount or greater than you would in your city without people ever knowing you? What right. other industry can you do that? 
It's no, a great I'm answer. Like, why? I mean, I, them cats was like, oh, oh, man, you from Ohio? What's up? Man, you get some of that Ohio flavor. I'm in there right. crazy dudes up like, man, this is crazy. What other industry can you do that? Another reason why you got to stay educated and on top of your skill so you can do that, you know. I got people hitting me up from London asking about instructional DVDs. So that's, like, next on my plate within the next few weeks. I will have one at Brian Brothers, no doubt. But they don't have stuff like that available, you know, over there. So that's even something else we all need to tap into, the people that are in England and, you know, other places out of the out of the country. They don't have those Jamaica, right, they don't have these the things, but they do it here. I had a friend in Bangkok. <laughs> Bangkok. I do it with somebody Bangkok, Jamaica, Africa. Man in Africa had his own product. So networks are, they are major. You can come across many people from many places. Yeah, and, 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 and like you say, and, and, and like you said, y'all quit hating. Quit hating. And for those And I always got to say this. I always, people find me always like your your grandmama, your grandpapa, taking it back to the good old word. So those of y'all who get quote unquote hated on and you get upset, this dude hated on me or she hated on me and they hate what I'm doing, what makes you better than anybody else? And I'm going to say one thing they hated on Jesus. And that was Great the only perfect man to walk the earth. They hated on Jesus. If they hated on Jesus, what you think people are gonna do to you? It just means you're doing something right. They're paying you attention. When you're not when when they're not saying and nothing, that, that's when you that, worse. That, when they have absolutely the nothing to say, you might be doing absolutely you. nothing. Yep. Yep. And for people to hate on you, they must that's appreciate a what you're doing first. <laughs> They, they got to appreciate what you're doing. They got to look at what you're doing in depth first to form that negative opinion about you. So you got to look at it like you had to appreciate me before you can hate me. You got to look at that. You got to make your haters your footstool. It's in the Word. You can go read it. If you got, I tell people like this, if, if you got the mobile Bible on your phone, put hater. Go to the Word, hater, and search it in the Bible and see how much comes up. So just keep doing what you're doing. People hate on you. That means they really appreciate. They really appreciate you, but they got too much pride in themselves to come up to you and say, hey, good job. I like what you're doing. So until they can get rid of that, they don't hate on you. But once they realize, hey, this person is going to keep moving, they're going to keep shaking, they're going to keep elevating, I might, I, I, I might just want to take a moment to say, hey, man, good job, and see what they're doing. So, you know, but that's how it goes. But me, I want to say thank you, Jada Barber, thank you. My man Myron called in from First Impressions. I want to thank all y'all, and big ups to my man Ivan Zut from, from Adams Clipper Company for taking his time out and entering the barber zone and making this show what it is. So, you know, before we leave, Jay, if you're still on, give you a yeah, last few words. Then me, then me, give you a last few words, and we're going to close another show. So, Jay, the barber, right give here. a few words. Give them your information. Let them know how to hit you up. 
What is Jay DeBarber? Hit me at www.jaydebarber.com. Look for me in August on August 8th, Sunday morning, 10 to 2 p.m. <laughs> I will it up with the Fat Master and the Super Liner. Yes, indeed. Come by and see how you can get that money because I'm definitely going to show you how. So come and check me out then. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Yeah, this is Meek the Stylist, Charleston, South Carolina. I'm on Facebook, Meek Socialite Cheer. Um, I'm going to be at Brown and Brothers, too. Check me out. I'm with Team Exotics, Exotics by Curtis Smith. We're going to be putting it down, showing a good product, you know, body line, lotions, body creams, just feel-good product. We're going to be um, representing at Brown and Brothers in August. Not sure on the booth and everything yet, but look for us. We're going to be educating okay. and having a lot of fun. We got the Barber Roundtable as well at Justin, so see y'all there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, uh, just a shout out to um, since he said that, we got to get a shout out to my man Curtis Smith doing the big with the exotic product line. If y'all don't, I know y'all done heard it before. Y'all done had Curtis on the show, and I talk about it every week. We got the, you know, we got the sweet Jamila. Keep them waves, keep that style popping. You know, got the shades. You ain't got it. You missing you know, out. Good on all here. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Take good on oh, all yeah. here, so, babies, you know, grown-ups, natural, yeah. relaxed, fades, wave. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and and then for your skincare to keep your, keep your skin right, you can't, you can't be looking right on your hands and feet. Be ashy. Got that good light body, the body melt for you. Get that. All that will all that be at the show, you know. But most definitely, most definitely, your man Ivan, you know, made the official announcement. Me and Jada Barber, we will be on the Anders stage at the Anders booth Sunday from 10 to 6. Jay will be on the stage from 10 to 2 doing his thing. We'll be on there displaying Anders clippers, displaying different cutting techniques. We'll be there. You can ask questions, whatever you want. We'll be right there. We'll be open books for you, whatever you need. We got it for you there. I'll actually be on the stage from 2 to 6. So come on by. We'll both be there. You know, I'm sure when Jay get done, he'll still spend some time around the booth so you can ask questions or whatever, But and, and I'll be there while he's there, you know, supporting him also. So most definitely, first of all, you got to go to brownerbrothers.com. Get your VIP ticket so you can do your thing. Also, you got to go, you got to get your rooms. But when you call the rooms, you got to call the numbers from the Brown Brother page so you can get your discounted rate. Make sure you're at the show. Don't just come to the show thinking you're going to kick it. Come get your education. There's a large list of classes that's going to be going on. Make sure you get your education. This is not a kick it. This is not just a, 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 a kick it time. This is time for you to recharge that barber battle. If you're sitting at, if you're sitting at, if you're sitting in your shop, and you know, oh man, I'm tired of cutting, and you're thinking about getting another job, or you're not being fulfilled, mm-hmm. come down to come the Brown, you. come to the Brown Brothers show. Come hey, to the Brown Brothers show. You will be geeked up. <laughs> What's up? Tell them save that save that money five dollars five dollars a day. Make sure you got some money to, 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 to leave with some of the products. Everything from exotic products yeah. to clippers. Come prepared to walk away from things that's going to make you successful. 
Exactly. Hey, you, you be able to take a whole week's pay and come to Browner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's going to be, you know, a lot of people say, I don't have the money, I don't have the money, I don't have the time. You don't have the money because you're playing yourself. Spend this little bit of money. I, if you look at it like this, we're going to look at it realistically. If you're going to the Browner Brothers show for the weekend, if you don't get your VIP ticket in advance, it's $125. That's three days. You get to go to the trade shows. You get to go to classes. You get to go to the um, the Andrews Barber competition, the Barber battle. You go to church. They do have church. You go to the comedy show. You go to everything for 125 for the whole weekend. All right? Nine times out of ten, if you're at home, if you're in your city or whatever, you're going to spend $125 a night for nothing. At McDonald's. Because we all know. We get out. We get out the shop. You done made all that money on Saturday. You get out the shop. You go buy you something new. You go buy you some new kicks, some new jeans, or whatever. You gonna go to dinner. You gonna eat good because you gonna reward yourself because you've been working all day. Then you gonna buy you a few drinks. Then you gonna go out and kick it with your people. That's one hundred twenty-five dollars gone right there. Put that into your career. You can come down to the Brown Brothers show. You can network with me, my man Jada Barber, me, Curtis. All of us, Ivan, you can see us hand-to-hand, shake our hands, talk to us. $125 gets you that. Get a room with three or four, you know, two or three people from your shop. Cut the cost. They only like $99 to stay at the Sheridan, $139 to stay at the Omni. So from that range, y'all can get it. Get down there. Make it happen. The benefits you'll be getting from these classes, from the experience, is going to outweigh any amount of money that you spend, any amount of money that you spend. And if it's your first time, you really don't have the funds to get all the products, at least come get the education. Come get the awareness. So when you go to the next show, you, you know, boom, I, I need to get my exotics. You know, I need to get my this. And if everything work out, like, you know, came to find a little rat, you know, Jada Barber, you know, it might be some other little products, some brand new products for you to pick up. So, just do yourself, do yourself a, a, a benefit, man. First of all, keep listening to this show. I'm gonna have the people on the show to get the information out to you. But then take the information that I give you on the show and apply it to your daily barber and beauty life. That's all I want you to do. Share a little barber love. So we gonna end this show. Once again, I'm going to say Barbara Love, peace out to everybody. We'll be back next Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come check us out. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for taking your time out to be on the show once again. No problem. Peace out. Peace out for your man Chavez moment here at the Barbara Zone. Barbara Love, and we out. Peace. Peace.